Hello. <laughs> can you hear me now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? I don't know. This thing in and out. Like, I can hear you. I can hear and then I can. Oh, okay. All right. Why don't you give us a short introduction? Tell us who you are, what you do, and where you are located. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am who I am. I am where I am, and I do what I do. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Smart guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Justice Muzoma. Um, I'm a network analyst or network administrator. Anyone that works fine for you. And um, I currently live in Budapest, Hungary. And also, uh, I do YouTube vlogs, um, literally capturing my experience in Budapest alongside. And the vlog is Budapest Diaries, in case you want to check it out someday. So that's what I do when I'm not working, and when I'm not working as well, I do photography as well. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me, not in. How many countries have you been to? Uh, I think 13. Okay. Am I allowed to count briefly in my head? I think I've only, I've, no, not even I think, I've definitely only been to like two countries or three. I don't know why I count Namibia, but like from Nigeria, Namibia, South Africa, and Germany, that's oh. three. Okay, I'm going to count. <sighs> yeah, wow. And I'm actually short on other countries as well that I should have been to, but I'm just delayed getting too busy with work wow yeah, flex on that why don't you that's awesome yeah actually it tends to make it 30 at least 30 between now and 2021 before the end of 2021 so i just want to make it at least 30 countries at least how are you going to go to 10 countries in like 12 months uh, so even don't if... you have like a full-time job <laughs> see okay there's something called the privilege of being in, in the Schengen zone, so you can travel to twenty-two. Oh yeah, yeah, other yeah. Countries without visa. That's true. Yeah, so I don't, I don't need visas. Oh yeah. And within the Schengen territory, I have like more than ten that. countries I have yet to go to. So. Okay, that's true. And you can probably go like over a weekend or something. Yeah, exactly. Because they are that close and accessible. Not just that. The transportation system is very very efficient well accessible flights are super cheap compared to other places of the world especially africa so yeah it's just you to decide that okay make out the time to go i'm going yeah yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome yeah. and of all the countries that you've been to like which ones were your favorite oh. or which Top three favorite. Namibia is top on that list. Oh God! Every day I look forward to coming back to Namibia again. Ugh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe because I live here like for more than ten years, but I, I honestly don't see it. I swear. Like the, the wow. The, the one year I stayed in Namibia, I, I made one of the most memorable. I made and lived one of the most memorable experiences of my life and I, I got to really I was in a position where I had to shape people's lives and shape people's experience and that for me was really yeah. really touching and I, I got to form bond with so many persons which was I felt at home there already I, I really felt at home and it, it was wow yep and the second one on that list is Cote d'Ivoire it's also okay yeah it's, I, I love that country it's 
It's a beautiful country. Made amazing friends, met amazing people. I've been there twice though. And yeah. Funny enough, they're all African countries. The third one. The third one is Tanzania. Tanzania is another beautiful, amazing country that you should visit. It's Oof. Nah, these are my top three favorites. <laughs> <laughs> let me not let me not start being Okay, which ones now. which ones were good in terms of like Yeah? <laughs> Please, nothing this 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 podcast is PG PG everybody, so <laughs> it's fine. No further details. <laughs> Okay, but which ones were good, like in terms of food wise? Okay, in terms of food wise, for me it was Cote d'Ivoire. Like Cote d'Ivoire, they have amazing food. They have lots of variety. Like which ones had like good food when you went to visit? And um, not just that, I could relate with some of their food. We have some similar kinds of food, but the way they prepared theirs, uh, the packaging, it, it, it was so good. It's and they eat chili as well so it was much easier <laughs> for me to enjoy their meal it was really good so cut the white it is for me I see that you're recording already. Yes. Uh, are you using your your pieces inbuilt mic or you're using an external mic? I'm using my PC's mic. Can you hear me clearly though? I can hear you clearly, but the quality is not a good one. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, okay, hold on. Do you have an external mic you can use? Yes, I do. Hold up, hold up. Technology when it acts up like this. This is why. <laughs> it's fine. But is it though? Is it fine? What's the quality like now? Um, can you try saying something again? What's the quality like now? It's much better. Can you hear me tapping? Nah, are you tapping? Yeah, I'm tapping on the on the mic. I think I just heard it, but it's quite low. So, okay. but the, the what's it called? The, the audio quality is um, <clears throat> much better now than right. uh, before. All right. Cool. Hello, Justice, once again. Before we start the whole <laughs> hello thing, I let me set up recording from my own end again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Quality is fine. Yeah, it's a lot. This is a lot of work. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't sign up for so this. We need to always find you. <laughs> I guess. Uh, it needs to be solution oriented and always find a way out. I guess. Okay. I just started recording from my end, so... Okay. Okay. You can hear me loud and clear? Yes. Loud and clear. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's great, so... All right. Awesome. So, we basically started already. We asked you um, your top three countries and asked you... Second question was, in terms of food, which countries were the best? Or which, which are your top countries in terms of food? Yes, in terms of food, I said um, Cote d'Ivoire. Yeah. 
was my favorite. Um, they have really, really amazing food. I mean, like food I could like locally local food. Yeah. And it is really good. They have a lot of variety, and I could relate with some of their food because. I don't know if it's because we are all in West Africa, but they have um, similar food items, like yes. us, or prepared in different ways and different manners. And then they eat pepper as well, chili, which is really good. <laughs> um, so I think most of the other countries I've been to, chili is not their thing, including Namibia. Yeah. So yeah, Cote d'Ivoire, Cote d'Ivoire was amazing. Oh, and they also have um, the pavlov soup. They have? The one that Nigerians call it banga. Yes, they have. Oh, they have banga soup. I was hearing the name they call Yeah, they were calling it plakali. And I'm like, what's plakali? We went <laughs> out to eat one day and they served me plakali. And I'm like, guys, hold up, hold up. You're joking, right? <laughs> this is this is home for me. <laughs> banga soup. <laughs> I, see, I see this is proper banga soup. We want perfectly made swallow like that from cassava. <laughs> oh that's awesome that's pretty cool yes, so yes, you've yes. been or you were with isaac for such a long long time yeah when someone hears long long time the thing is like for 20 years it's but i mean six years. six years is a lot have you seen a six-year-old toddler that's a lot of years that's a lot of six-year-olds are not toddlers <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a whole child, a whole grown child. A whole grown child. We should be in grade one or two, right? Okay, by thousand grade two, yeah. So, yeah, no, but that's awesome. So that's how we met. We met through your words with Isaac. I don't even know how it happened. Do you remember how we met, Justice? Honestly, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I can't really pin it down to how exactly we met. Like, I cannot. <laughs> I think you heard about him, you know, because he's so famous, and then you were like, Who's this girl? <laughs> right? <laughs> right, Justice? <laughs> okay. Don't um, be a liar right now. <laughs> I'm not being a liar. Of course, you're. You're famous. Who right. doesn't know Comfort Ajibola? Right. <laughs> the daughter of the other famous Ajibola. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't know? That person doesn't know. That person should be fired. <laughs> but I think I think we met through um, Chris, Christiana, and yeah, Christiana. Doing yeah, I think I think she and I were talking about something. She was like, "No, I know this guy. You know, he's working with this organization." But I had already heard about Isaac way before, and I was just like, oh, what is this thing that they are trying to make people give money? And like, what is this? I was just like, what? I, I swear, I never trust like these student organizations. I'm just like, nah, fam, it doesn't work. It's not right. And I, I just kind of like push it aside for the time being. And then she was like, no, I know this guy, he's Nigerian. And he's the he's working with this organization and whatever whatever and I was like okay cool and I think the fact that you know when you're a foreigner in a different country you just have to know each other if you're from the same country so that kind of just exactly. uh, it's and then we joined we joined we had this Nigerian group then that I was yeah. added to yeah also had Femi, I think I think that was where the communication yeah oh my gosh yes and then we were supposed to have like a a thing like an event and then like people didn't show up yes 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 i remember and then we decided to have a compensation for ourselves and went bowling with mickey right yes i still remember and your two congolese friends yes my students at that time Yes, that was awesome. Yes, that's how we met. Such a weird thing. Like, yeah. Thank you, you for taking it. me down memory lane. Hey, you're welcome. What can you do? Comfort, you know. <laughs> it's the comfort experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so since you're since you you're someone who has worked 
with like you know these kind of like student organizations you've been to like different countries and so on like what are the traits or like characteristics that that you have seen in other countries that you would like to like if you had the power you would like to implement or adopt into like the Nigerian society like three three of them that you can think of Ah, now think. Let me split between Africa and Europe. Okay, so for the African side, a huge lesson I learned from the Francophone guys is they have this strong desire to learn new languages, foreign yeah. language. The average um, Francophone dude who is educated is bilingual. Yeah. When I say bilingual, I mean <clears throat> French and some other international. Of course, they have their own local languages to speak. Um, you cannot say the same for a Nigerian. And the more I traveled, the more I saw the need yeah. to learn at least one foreign language. Yeah. Um, you know, it helps your brain development. It really does. True. But also, it, it gives you an edge over others. It means um, if you find yourself in a situation where you need to communicate in that language, yeah. it's, it wouldn't become a problem for you. So that is something I I wish more Nigerians can imbibe as well. And when you try to learn those new languages, it also exposes you to that culture in a different perspective, aside from what you just see in media generally. And then um, moving to Europe, the work ethic. Mm. We play too much in my country. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nigerians, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but we play too much. We, we sometimes don't know how to take work ethic serious and how to draw the line between I think person and business. Yeah, so, sorry to interrupt you though, but I think it's more of a thing of like um, not knowing how to how to work with the tools of the time, if, if, if that makes sense. So like instead of working hard, in, sorry instead of working smart people think they are working hard but at the end of the day like your efforts are not really coming out like you're not getting the results that you think you would get because you're busy working hard instead of working exactly. smart with the, exactly, tools that, exactly. with the tools that are available like at the time that you are in if that means. yeah honestly it's it, no, it's also part of what i was trying to uh, trying to address uh, yeah Regarding the, the work ethic, um, we we believe that working hard is um, is tantamount uh, equivalent to suffering, and we yeah. don't try to make your life our lives easy. And when you're trying to make life easier at work, it seems like, uh, dude, yeah. people believe when when you work twelve hours a day, that's when you're much more productive. Yeah, we have managers who are not really compassionate or empathetic. They mm-hmm. they they. they they don't put they put the needs of the organization mm. above even that of their employees which doesn't make sense and that's something I've come to learn especially yeah. here in Europe they try to make sure that the employees the people who are working are also comfortable it doesn't necessarily mean spending a lot of money it means if you're not feeling fine health wise you should it should be okay for you not to come to work yeah. it should be okay for you to take some rest if, if you want to take uh, if you want to go and leave you want to take holiday it should be okay for you to go on holiday and not feel guilty yeah. that you're going on holiday yeah. um, if you're not feeling too good but you want to work you should be able to work from home mm-hmm. on a lighter note corona has made most Nigerian employers know that it's possible <laughs> to actually work from home. It is so possible. Still, it's so possible and That's business true. will still move fine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, let me see the third thing. We should be much more open to collaboration. Mm-hmm. The most uh, people, most the average young person working is not really open to collaboration. Everything is like a competition. Everything is like competition. competition yeah. Competition your fellow employees to see everything as a competition which shouldn't be and then it doesn't even allow you to have an entrepreneurial mindset which is like sure. thinking about your position and large can grow and also benefit you 
So that's the three key things I wish I could implement in the country. That's so true. Those are those are like some solid points right there because I always feel like I was thinking about this yesterday. I think just as you said that a lot of companies will now realize the importance of just being flexible and knowing that okay this position can actually be done at home and for you as the worker you you realize i can do my job in four hours so that i can have the rest of the day to just relax instead of being at the office and pretending to work for eight hours because or nine hours because your manager is watching you or you know you have cameras around you don't want to be walking around you realize that if you can just organize yourself and be constructive you can achieve the same result in less time and have more time yeah. to relax because i get that we are we are employees we are working and we need to you know move the company forward but i feel like sometimes people forget the human aspect of things and one of the greatest one of the biggest things that really take away the human aspect is like in the workforce or in the in the workspace people are so scared to take leave how are you scared to take leave it's crazy i don't understand <laughs> like if you are sick just sleep just literally sleep you're allowed i don't know i that thing scares me and it's so irritating and so annoying but i really see that people are scared to take leave people are scared to be sick or to just like not go to work like just relax you're a human being there's only so much you can do if your body needs to rest it yes. will rest it's either it will rest or it will just break down and then it's a problem also so like just give it what it needs yeah, exactly when it breaks down it becomes worse it's oh, so much worse oh my gosh it's terrible and trust me I, i didn't know how to take sick leaves and holidays until I, I moved to Europe and I started working in Europe. I actually understood that it's okay for you to take a sick leave when you're yeah. feeling fine. It's okay for you to go on holiday. I'm a workaholic, really. I tend to workaholic. And my years in ISEC, my last few years in ISEC, I was always, I, I had leadership position. I had a lot of people under me that I had to. Yeah. So I was always working, trying to meet up with so many targets, trying to keep up with the pressure that sometimes I totally forget to, to take a holiday and I can remember during my time in Namibia I doubt if I took up to I only took holidays after an event like I have a conference or a training summit or anything or so then I decided to take like three days off so that I can recover but on a normal day take a holiday uh, it wasn't my thing when I moved here I, I had to sit myself down talk to myself <laughs> before I adopted that habit to, to understand okay. that it's okay for you to rest it's okay it is for so you okay. to take a holiday it is so yeah. okay honestly I love that because even for me like I think I'm I'm somewhat of a workaholic as well but at the same time of all the all the jobs that I've had if I woke up that day and I didn't feel like it nobody would see me I would stay in my bed I never took that thing for granted because if I knew even mentally even if it wasn't that it wasn't anything physical if it was just mental like I just woke up and I wasn't feeling it that day I'll just call them and be like yeah guys I'm not coming in today if you need me to do anything you have my number you have my email let me know but I'm I'm not coming in today like I just I don't want to see your faces that's it and it's <laughs> so important no honestly like it's so important to take those things seriously because you can really only give your best when you're at your best. I I've been saying yeah, that for years true. now and I believe it so much, 100% and I really don't take it for granted. Cuz nah but and you know one of the thing I came to one of the thing I came to realize when I told myself like if you fall sick if you die if you break down you die like the yeah. company right and not just that even if the ceo look at apple for example steve jobs died quite some years back yeah but apple is functional right apple is still in fact it went ahead to became the 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 company the first u.s company to hit a trillion dollars imagine ever in history imagine after steve jobs died so 
if you feel like I want to put my life on the line, dude, even the owner of the company would die and the company will still Like Homney, for example, has been existing for over a hundred years. The founders of the company, they are long dead and gone, but the company is still there and they are moving on fine. Imagine. Just look at that. That's, oh man, that is so, so true. That's so true. But yeah, we could talk about that forever. Anyway, <laughs> next question. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying this interview. Should I be scared? <laughs> I'm enjoying I'm having fun. I'm having fun. All right. So next question is, in all your years on this earth, what is the worst human trait that you have ever experienced from another person? The worst thing that somebody else has that ever I have done. Personally. Yes. Experienced. Yes. Ah, that I have personally experienced. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot happen around me, but for me personally, I'm really trying to think hard. Kind of person that I, yeah. I tend to because I don't expect so much from people. Aww. And certain things happen, I just shake my head and uh, move, move on, on my life. Right? I, I think it's the fact. Um, let me put this it's, I don't know if I'll call it wickedness or selfishness <laughs> <laughs> from, from someone who is supposed to be an uncle, like. Hey. Like someone who is close to me, who is supposed to be an uncle yeah. that I look up to. Yeah. Uh, just, just a short anonymous story. Uh, I lost my dad. This uh, is yeah. Yeah. So I lost my dad, and uh, the whole you know being a first son in an evil culture in an evil land in mm. Nigeria must be burying your dad is is not a funny experience at all. It is emotionally, psychologically and financially draining. And my mom and I and my aunts we managed to pull through the whole thing, like the yeah. whole thing um, alone and no one was there to support or help and all that. And then later people that had no no say, whatever, that didn't even care. Yeah. My dad died like the breadwinner is dead. So how do you guys survive? How mm. will your son move on? How will your daughter, your daughter and your other son, how will they move on? Madame, how are the kids? Well, people that didn't see anything, all of a sudden, come out of nowhere trying to tell us how to live our life, how to control our life. We had this land that my dad was trying to buy, and yeah. um, he couldn't get it before he died. And um, God being so kind, uh, we were able to eventually get that land yeah. and this wonderful uncle that never contributed anything since my dad died up to this moment showed up from nowhere and trying to put the land to use because it now belongs to a member of the family and I'm like dude like <laughs> are you okay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> for me that's that's like something that has always been against us and very yeah. and then the moment we made a little breakthrough now looking for a way to leech mm. on that breakthrough. Mm. Um, I didn't have to fight that. I didn't have to. At least God had. I was lucky because I had some other persons who, who were able to fight the battle for me and while I'm here focusing my life. And, and that trash. They, let me see. They, did God rid of that trash? Yeah. With my words, but that attitude was a very trashy one. And no, for me, that was like the most inhuman thing or one of the most terrible attitude that I have personally faced personally yeah. because this was one that's literally wanted to prey on me and my success and that of my family. Wow. Even though this was someone that should be the one should help us go. Yeah. Yeah no it's always your family. It oh I feel like the worst thing most people have experienced in life it always comes from like family People you're close, to, people you so you you thought in your mind or you are supposed to be close to people that are supposed to look out for the best for you. But yeah, that's true. And you know you have some level of vulnerability with this person. 
right. level of trust with them. So uh, you allow yourself to be vulnerable to a certain extent. You, you trust them to a certain extent, and then you see them breaking that trust and taking advantage of the vulnerability to hurt you as much as they can. It sucks. It sucks so hard. But it's the reality that we that we live. And as much as because I always see people trying to protect themselves from these kind of situations, I feel like there's no how you can protect yourself. Cause if you think you're protecting yourself against that person, this one will come from behind you and be like, yo, what's up? Like I am yes. the same. I am also a snake, so what are you gonna do? So I feel like you just have to kind of roll with the punches and grow from these kind of experiences i'm sorry for your for your loss and i'm sorry for the terrible situation but i'm glad that you <laughs> are you know here strong and better and wiser for it thank you <laughs> thanks for holding on yeah to me. yeah 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 <laughs> thank you <laughs> take that piece of hold that to me <laughs> okay i'm good now <laughs> So, um, what would you say, or what advice would you give to yourself, to the 15-year-old you, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and just like give yourself a quick word, what would it be? Dude, learn programming, learn coding, very good at developing programs <laughs> be a software developer right do that very well and also learn the basic business ethics yeah that's what i'm gonna tell myself oh i tell myself that dude, you can do whatever you want to do there's so many things because of my background I yeah like i cannot do this because of my background yeah but later on in life when i decide to like you know I ended up succeeding. My 15 year old self never believed I would be in Hungary today, for example. Look at <laughs> you! He didn't even think that far. <laughs> right? Like, look at you now. Sure. Hungary, <laughs> Namibia, exactly. South Africa, Cote d'Ivoire, man, out here. Go My 15 year old self never, never believed, never, never believed I could come. No, because right. of you know, my environment and the resources I had at my disposal then, I, I was really short-sighted. Oh, no, instead of me, I had this big ambition to do stuff. But the, the immediate environment was like, no, shut up. Yeah. But I learned that late. late. Okay, not really late. I'm still young, but later. <laughs> you're still young. You're still so young. Just think to yourself, you're going to live until like 120. How young are you then? You're literally still like, you're still a toddler. Like you're still studying, so you're so young. You're so young. I, I was actually in my final year in high school then. Yeah. So, yeah, I was still young. I was still young, but that's yeah. something I would have told myself. Which is something I try to tell my kid brother. And that dude doesn't want to hear what he just doesn't oh, want to listen. Right? Having siblings. Had to put that in him. <laughs> How old is he? Um, he's sixteen. Now, oh, the sky is the limit. Yeah, he's 16 now. The sky is the limit. Oh, and, he, and he is done with high school, you know. Think of it as well. And he just doesn't want to listen. Like, it's fine. You, you go learn. You go learn by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he'll learn. He'll learn. That's the thing. That's another thing also. Like, as much as, as, much as you want to tell people certain things, they can't hear you until they get there. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just want some, they would not hear, they would not understand until mm-hmm. uh, they experience it. Yeah, I really wish though, when I was at that age, I had someone who was telling me stuff. Was, That's what you know, I like, keep saying. <laughs> I had no one, but then you have this right? dude who is 16, and they have, right. have like uh, a brother who, who is done with uni, who is trying to make the most of his life and sharing his failures. His, mistakes and his experience yeah. with him but it's like this looks like a movie and yeah. it serious yeah and i also think uh, one thing also is when i'm speaking to to someone 
who's in Nigeria, I always think, no matter what I'm saying, they're just looking at their immediate surroundings and they're looking at how, you know, how terrible the situation is in Nigeria, which it, which it really, really is. But at the same time, if you don't, if you don't change what you're looking at or change what you're hearing and try to give yourself a different kind of opportunity, you're just gonna you're gonna be the same as your surrounding and that's what i'm that's what oh, that's, it's so hard that's to oh. one mindset i feel like um every nigeria because it's my home country so let me refer to that uh, our home country yeah. one mindset i wish every nigerian should have these are bad these are terrible we all agree that now we don't know how to if things would get better yeah they ever but have this mindset that irrespective of the current situation despite the current state of the country yeah how can i make something out of my life how can i become better like how can i make the most of the situation i also grew up in such an environment i grew up in northern nigeria where we didn't have access to a lot of things that are available to the guys in southern nigeria we yeah. didn't have the corporations we didn't have the companies we didn't have Things were really motivating in, 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 in my immediate environment. But something I told myself from the beginning is I know this country doesn't hold much for me. If I rely on the country, if I rely on the resources here, I will, I will just be literally frustrated. Yeah. So I need to start thinking of how to really develop myself, equip myself, seize opportunities so that I can know get access to better opportunities, yeah. create better opportunities for myself and you know, make something out of the life or out of what life has to offer me. Yeah. And not get stuck and be frustrated in the country. Yeah, that frustration can can drive someone to do some really like crazy things. I've I've just like it's been driving people to to such limits, man. It's it's crazy. But yeah, I mean they will learn once they get there they will learn and some people might never learn but you know those are things that are out of our control some never learn <laughs> yeah, no, some never learn. <laughs> there's only much you can do that's honestly speaking oh gosh all right so question next next question because i don't know what number this question is question next <laughs> I feel like you're somebody who's gonna go into politics. Am I right? <laughs> I I have hope and intention. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. So, what would be like um, one goal, one of your many goals that you would want to accomplish if you were ever to get into a position where you can impart some change or? do something to bring some kind of difference what would be the one thing you would like to do you see um, some persons were really tired and i'll go and stop corruption the truth is this <laughs> that's the, I, I know it's not something i can do because yeah. it requires a whole it's a generational and institution, institutional thing that yeah. needs to be done you, but that, if i ever get it personally i would say that, yeah, requires, on, that requires the power of god because <laughs> that country it's, yeah. it's, it's been institutionalized and generationalized if there's anything like that so you need a whole generational and mindset shift yeah. to fix that which is not going to be easy however for my own side personally if i ever get the, the chance the opportunity to, to serve in government either in an appointed position or an elective post what i would need to make those who i am directly responsible for and who answer to me that irrespective of the roads we yeah. can still make something happen those things that we think are miracles mm. we can actually make them happen human beings are naturally selfish mm. and to my to my if i come down to my country nigeria the average person when it comes to things that involve government and politics is what is it for me so mm. if you can get people to to achieve the vision you have, the goal you have, yeah. why are you making them feel like they are getting so much in return? In fact, make them feel like it's benefiting them the most. Let me, let me take something as simple as uh, roads, like fixing roads, mm. for example. Make 
the people around you like okay so um, you get the contracts those that will do the job will come from this place and the, the community will supply the labor and like you know make person feel like okay so we're doing this road in your community every person who's going to work on this road yeah it's going to be coming from your community that already gives you guys employment and the other dude who is thinking of the contract like okay so you do if you do a great job with this road i have one more road i need to fix yeah. and i'll give it to you but if you make a shit of this job, I'm going to give it to someone else. You yeah. Know, just painting a picture like that. Or you want to build a structure or an institution or something that would benefit someone. Okay, like, okay, you handle this part, you handle this part. Whoever does the job best, I'm going to give them the bigger fish to fry. Yeah. If you guys don't, if you guys won't do shitty jobs, I get someone else to totally do it for you. So like, have this mindset where use the selfishness of people. Yeah, against them. To get... Yeah, use use it against them to get the job done, yeah. to get the uh, whatever the vision that needs to be achieved, the yeah, goal that needs to be achieved. Mm. Use use that thing that is driving them to get the job done. So at the end of the day, everybody wins because if the contractor does a perfect job, it goes down for him. Like okay, that structure there, yeah, I did it. So if you give me another job, I will do something better than that. It, it's it's an accolade for you. Um, yeah. The people around you are benefiting from it, and people who work on that, when they see such things, they also understand that I can actually do stuff mm. if in the position to do so. And then for those above you, you need to also understand them. That's something that I understand them and understand how I can help them help me. Yeah. <laughs> so to achieve this objective. So basically, it's using people's drive. To achieve the vision and the goal, intent to yeah. achieve. Oh yeah, there are a lot of things I want to change. Yeah. But I can't do it on my own. No, no, at all, at all, man. Like I feel like, yeah, that's really like the goal, honestly. Because if you're able to just get people to work towards that goal that benefits the citizens at the end of the day because we're just trying to make our country better like i don't i don't understand why it's so difficult but at least if you're able to find a way to make them work towards that goal to be able to achieve that it is helpful not just to them but also to the citizens because i know people want to you know people want to eat money and they want to live a good life and everything but i think also one thing with this virus is at this moment for everybody who's suffering those in high positions who have who have stored up so much money for their lives and their gener- and their generations to come now they realize that money is not everything if, if there's no oxygen there's no life so who are you to be storing up all this money when you don't even have oxygen all that money in your bank account cannot save you from this virus and i truly hope i know it might not it might not happen but i truly truly hope that after this virus the wave of this virus is gone that people become just a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more generous just a little bit more human and connected to what is really important and you know how to make our lives better as the citizens because we truly depend on them for so much and they have failed us in so many ways so so many ways so many ways so many ways so sad so incredibly sad all right next question <laughs> i think this is my final i think this is my final question um share with us a moment that you consider to be a defining moment for you in your life defining in what aspects just like a moment that that you think about that you're like hmm that is that is one of the moments in my life that that really made me who i am in this moment like where i am today i, I trace it back to that moment when i decided or when this happened and you know i decided now nah, i'm 
this is it this is who i this is me i am justice from today on yeah. I, am, I am justice <laughs> you know i think i will attribute it back to the, the moment i Meaning nice, I guess. Yeah. Irrespective of what my parents think. Because the truth is this. Uh, I saw the potential in Isaac. I saw it as a platform for me to really develop myself and affect my environment and people I come into contact with. But then, um, because of the whole, how do I put it? Because of the whole um, cultism thing in universities. Yeah. That, my parents were of the opinion that I have been to join the cult. Or oh, I have joined the cult. <laughs> yeah. So because I, I was I joined I think, in my first in my first year university, like first year, first semester. So I was and here I was talking telling them about this organization and then and uh, going <laughs> traveling to another city or another country and for them it's like dude you joined the cult. They didn't understand. So we decided that very unlike me, I like I'm continue with Isaac. I will continue with Isaac, but I won't let my parents know about my activities in Isaac until I am very confident that I have visible results. Yeah. After Isaac of my life, yeah. That's when I'll talk to them about Isaac, and um, I kept it that way until the end of my second year. And my third year, that's when I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember that thing. Okay, it's happening, and then before you know. I traveled to several states in Nigeria. Yeah. Before you know, I was living outside of Nigeria because I worked in Benin Republic. Yeah. I worked with Isaac there for one year. And I was like, okay, okay, maybe this thing is making sense. My mom never believed us. I moved to Hungary <laughs> right after my Isaac experience. So she was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Because um, I, I, I moved to. <laughs> I moved to Hungary through um, one of the partners of Isaac. Yeah. Services. So that was um, it was started. I gave him my first opportunity to work in Europe, and that was how I moved to Europe. And my mom was like, "Okay, I believe you now." <laughs> but even while I was on the BBA, she was still like, eh, "Okay, I see. Okay, dude, leave that thing you're doing. Come back home. Please, come back home." Yeah, so I feel like that, that was a defining moment because from then on, yeah, a lot of things that really happened in my life really, really happened in my life. Most of the people I value and cherish today, people that contributed to my growth in life, amazing people that have changed my life and I've met, I can all trace it to that moment when I decided not to leave. I said, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear you. Thank you for that. <laughs> But you see, you're one of the most amazing people I've met in my life, and that's courtesy of Isaac. Ah! <laughs> if there was no Isaac, God knows I don't know anything that would ever bring me to my media. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. That's really awesome. I feel like I low key feel like I missed out because I didn't take I- Isaac seriously, honestly speaking. That's like. You missed out, but at the same time, I don't really blame you. It depends on who sold Isaac to you. Like the idea of Isaac or the concept of Isaac depends on yeah, who no. sold it to you and how it works. Yeah. No. But at the same time, Isaac is not for everyone. But even though, even though that's true, if you were in Isaac, I know for sure that you would have really done that. I guess. But that's talk for another day. Maybe if I go and study again, maybe they'll take me. I'll be a fresh graduate again, again. If if you if you do that, I will, I will defend you, defend you, and follow you. If there's any time like that, that's what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> You've moved past that stage already, so it's, you just need to think forward. I'm forever young. I said mustn't hate on my age. No, like you know how we do. We really, we can't do. No, it. it's not I about look your well. age. No. Look at me. It's not about your age. I know. Come on, you look. You look. You look so, so, so young. <laughs> what you're gonna your age? <laughs> but it's not about the age. Really. Yeah. It's about like the stage you are in life. You move that part. You move past that stage already, yeah. and uh, you, you're already doing awesome and amazing things for yourself. And something that Isaac does is try to engage some 
one like you to also help others who are still in university um, to really reshape their thought process, reshape their thinking, and be much more productive in their life. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. So don't think of going back to school. Huh? Thank you for having me. I said, don't think of going back to school just to join. I said. Yeah, no. Oh my gosh. School is it. I just feel like I don't like learning in the traditional sense of learning. I would rather be in a practical field or in a practical space where it's just like. Give me high five. Give me high five. Give me high five. Ah, okay, I can't, I can't see you. High five. <laughs> that is so me. <laughs> High five. That is so me. I hate traditional learning environment. I, I hate It's a lot. I mean, it works for some people, but the rest of us, mm, I don't know. Nah. I really think it works for some people. Eh? Some people really love that thing of like sitting in class, reading, going home, reading some more, waking up, reading some more. Man, like, Big ups to uh, big ups. Shoot me. <laughs> but for me, definitely just a more practical field where like it's like, okay, kids, here are the tools. Go. Go and do. Get your hands dirty. Right? You know, go do and stuff. do it. Go and do it. Like what are we doing? I don't know. Just go and do it. When you're done doing it, you'll know. You'll know when it's done. Like that's just that's more my style. Because I really feel like I think it's also the, the trait of like you learn more when you fail and you try again so exactly that's that's kind of how i see it but that's awesome thank you so much for like you know thank you for having me and doing this podcast we tried like i appreciate <laughs> no i appreciate justice me i appreciate Thank you so much. Do you want to give yourself a shout out? Welcome, Dr. Sorry, I didn't get you. Give yourself a shout out for your on your social media, like shout out yourself in your social media. Oh, <laughs> I don't know how that works. I'm not a social media person, even though I'm active there. But but it's fine. Um, yeah. Justice Uzoma, it's where I can be found. Anywhere, everywhere, it's it's justice. And and official Budapest diary. How on earth did I forget that? Oh my right? goodness, oh, they're gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, official Budapest diaries on Instagram and the Budapest diaries on Facebook and YouTube to see what life is like in Hungary. Budapest to be precise, um, but any other place, personal is justice for someone. It's easy to find me. Same way you can find comfort and Jubala everywhere. Aww, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. Thank you so much for having me, Comfort. So Pleasure. Bye. Bye. Okay, now how do I put this off though? Yeah, you should have stopped recording by now.